0: I reluctantly came in one day and I was just like whatever I'll just I'll just go in here and they were very like welcoming and, and it was like kind of interesting to actually see like oh okay this like this is legit yeah like this is not what he, he just did a bad job of explaining it so I did the course I got licensed and then it was just the training and, and the training you know I just hit it really hard because I was short on time so it was really crucial that I got to a certain point yeah Because if I didn't, then I'm going to school and I don't have much of a like a compelling argument to stop. Yes. And I don't know. I just started bringing in kind of like decent checks, you know, nothing crazy. Yeah. Thousand dollars then like two thousand dollars. It was it was enough to get them to kind of believe me and then ended the the month of July um, with five thousand. And then they're like, okay, that's solid. So I was able to convince them on just letting me take a gap year. I don't know if they know I'm not going back, but I'm like, let me take a gap year. Let me just try to figure this out. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll let you take a gap year.
1: Yes, sir. And we're live. Another episode of Adversity Queens. I mean, Kings. So we've got another episode of Adversity Kings ripping, and we have special guests today. One of my top performers and a brand new top leader in our company as well, Brandon Gahalavish. Yeah, that works too. Brandon. Gamagami. Brandon. Gamagami, that's my name. Brandon. I don't know what you want me to say. Gamagamis? We're going to get started. He doesn't know his name, so. It's Gamagami, that's All right, my name. It's Gamagami, it's his name. He was lying when he started, when he obviously it wasn't his name so let's start with your point of origin point of origin where I'm where I'm from how I was made let's go to where
0: where you're from we know how you were made
1: okay (laughs) do you want me
0: to talk a little bit about my like parents upbringing
1: yeah yeah let's talk about your parents and then tie that into born what your childhood was like
0: okay cool Um, so I'll just start off with my dad Um, he was uh, born in Switzerland um, and then he started living in Iran for a bit you know, he was just—he had a pretty good life in Iran, uh, and then the revolution went down, and he and he came to America because uh, he had to leave. So he uh, he actually faked an injury to come over uh, to America So there was a revolution. So pretty much everybody there was gonna die unless he left.
1: So him and um, what was the name of the revolution? I'm not like familiar. Like what happened in history? Was got, it, so it's me. I probably should know. So he's Swiss.
0: He was born in Switzerland, but he lived in Iran for like all of his life. So who were, what, where was his parents from? They were both, I mean, I don't, I don't even know, to be honest. What's I, his nationality? He's Persian. He's hundred percent Persian. Okay. So, yes. and then how is, is Persia? It's Iran. So everybody okay. that lives in Iran is Persian.
1: Okay. Yes. So Persian, Persia maybe preceded Iran. Yes, it so, was before. Okay. Now it's Iran. And then they changed the name to Iran. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Is that what Aladdin was? I don't
0: even know what he was, to be honest. Was Aladdin Persian? I just knew he rode carpets. Uh, Not Egyptian. Uh,
1: you want to take it there.
0: Anyways, so <laughs> he, uh, he came to America. They, I think they started out in California. So when they left here, because they were really, really rich in Iran. Yes. Because uh, my grandpa, he, he was a physician as well. And then my dad was 18 when he came here. Yeah. So they were broke. I remember my dad was telling me, he said he had like literally a nickel, Mm. like a nickel when he came here. And they were living with, I believe one of his cousins or uncles who lived in California at the time. um, And they were just living with him. So what my grandpa, as well as my dad did. um, So my grandpa, when he came to America, he had to like get his... um, Like his license again, not license, but he had to become a doctor again. So he had to go through their education system in America. Yeah, yeah. So he went to school. He was just some 40 year old guy going back to college, went to med school and then became a doctor so he could actually perform in Mm -hmm. America. And then the same thing as my dad, he went to uh, UCLA. He went to uh, his medical school, I believe. I don't even know what the, I probably should, but he went to some medical school and then he did his residency and then they were both doctors. You're both her your parents, both my grandparent as well as my dad. Okay, and then as far as my mom's side, so he's he's doctor, dude. And then uh, as far as my mom, uh, she was she was born and raised in Illinois, I believe. Yeah, she was. Um, what about her parents? So she grew up a little bit different. So her parents are both um, Irish, I believe. Her mom was Slavic, so both kind of like, you know, in that Irish field in yes. a sense. Um, but they grew up really, really poor, yeah, yeah. like broke, really broke. Um, and there was, I believe she had, uh, four siblings. So it was a family of five and they were like super broke, but they had a really, really good life. Um, she always tells me like great stories. Like they would just play outside in the winter, just normal kid things in Illinois though. Not Ireland. Yes. Okay. No. Yeah. In, 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 uh, Illinois. So, um, she, she was going to school doing, doing her thing. Um, and she was really, really smart. So yes. like, like ridiculously smart. So, um, mathematically or what she specialize in or just everything. So she was just really, really good. So what, uh, just at everything. So what she did was she was going to go to college. Mm. Um, and as far as what her major was, it was biochemistry, I believe. Okay. It was biochemistry and something else molecular. It was um, actually it was uh, molecular and cellular biology, I believe. Okay. So just weird sciencey shit that I don't even know. Yeah. Um, so that's what she did. Um, she was gonna go to college. She actually got accepted to Stanford, mm-hmm. which is a really really good reputable college. It's like Ivy League. Mm-hmm. She couldn't go there because they were broke, so yeah. they couldn't afford it. So she ended up going to uh, University of Illinois. Got it all paid for. She went there. Um, and then she got her PhD. So it was a doctorate of philosophy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had her PhD. She was doing like scientific studies. She was a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know exactly what her discoveries and studies were, but I knew they were really smart. She told me them before, but it's, it's like foreign to me. Yeah, It's just jargon. I have no idea what she's saying, but um, it was really smart stuff. And then my dad, he was a doctor. And as far as kind of where they met, they met in uh, San Diego, and my mom was actually, like, one of her patients. Okay. So she came in for something. One of your dad's patients. Yes. Yes. So uh, she came in, and um, that's where they met. So it was kind of cool. And then uh, they had their first child in uh, San Diego. That's my oldest brother. Okay. And then um, they moved to Illinois, Kewanee, Illinois, um, because my dad had, like, an opportunity here. Yep. Um, and then that's when I was born. My mom, she, uh, she stopped, like, resigned completely from working. So what year
1: were you born? I was born in 2003, so I'm 19. Oh wow! So my uh, sister's older than you, just by a little bit. February 19th. Okay, so you're February 19th, mm-hmm. 2003. Yes. Wow, dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that's weird.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, I'm a young kid. February 19th. Yep. Wow. 2003. Um. So that's when I was born. Um. And then my little brother came shortly after. He was. Now you have an older brother though too. Yes. How is.
1: many siblings do you have? Three. Three or
0: two? Two. Three. Three. three like including in yourself. the family. Yeah. Yes. So well, before you talk about your younger brother, what's your older brother do? So he's a computer science major. So he creates video games. Oh, okay, awesome. Yes. I think you've mentioned this before. Yes okay so he where's he go uh he goes to bradley's right now and he's in graduate school so bradley sounds like an ivy league school is it is it a nice school or no uh it's a it's a it's a very good school for his field they're really good for computer science okay um but as far as like the general school and the the organization that they hold it's it's just a you know it's a school it's not like top tier okay yeah but they're good for computer science and that's what he does he just builds video games like programs it Um, And he posts them out there and he's actually got a smart idea in terms of like what he's doing financially because he wants to do it full time, create his games. Yep. He uh, he posts his games for free. Mm, okay. he, he's not making a single dollar right now are they apps or are they like they're uh they're like computer games so oh, okay. I, they're on a website he posts them on there and and people just play his game i, think I used
1: to play doom buggy or some computer game back in middle middle school i was school. i
0: was not a gamer so i don't i don't really know anything about i just played his games for him yeah that's what i did this the really only exposure i got to games i did a little bit of fortnite but yeah everybody did pr- pretty much um but i didn't all right Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was too old for that. By the time Fortnite, I feel like Fortnite, it just started to pop right when I started selling insurance. So yeah. So there was zero time. Yeah, I probably wouldn't play if yeah. I was in the same boat as you. But, but um, I did a lot of Call of Duty back in high never school. Never
0: played Call of Duty. I heard it's fun.
1: What the fuck? I've you never doing? played Call of Duty. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> you never play? You, like, weren't a kid? No, I mean... I grew I, up I, poor. We played Call of Duty. I mean, that's like... I played Mario in uh, Fortnite. Go ahead and set this thing down. I played Mario in uh, Super <laughs> Smash Bros. Okay, so what about the younger brother? What's he? He's in high school. He's yeah, he's be. just in high school. He's just a normal kid. He, so who's the biggest out of the three of you? Me. Oh, okay, you're the. Did they all? Didn't they all? Did did, did your older brother My, wrestle? No, he he swam. He's
0: he swam. not he's not okay. big on like athletics or anything like that. because okay. he just builds video games. So okay. What about the younger brother? Um, yeah, he's a he's a big kid. He like lifts a lot of weights. He might get bigger than me. But I think his height, it's capping him out a little bit. He's, he's a little shorter? Yeah, because my dad's really short, yeah, and yeah. I think he got his genetics. Yep. So he's short, but so he's, he's going to look
1: huge, like, for muscles. Yes, yeah. yes.
0: But he, he's saying he was going to do wrestling this year because season's starting up. But Is he ninth grade or 10th grade? He's a sophomore. Yeah, he's 16? Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, i about to be 16. He has his permit right now, so he's just driving. Yeah. So, so who's your parents' favorite? Um... Probably my dad's favorite is probably going to be my older brother. And then my mom, I don't know. She probably loves us all equally. Yeah. You hope. I hope. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, me either. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, so from childhood, then what was elementary, middle school, high school, what was the whole school experience like for you? Yes. So uh, elementary was pretty same old.
0: I just, I just did what I was supposed to. I just got good grades. Did you start sports in elementary? Mm, elementary's fifth through eighth. Yes. First through fifth.
1: Right? Is, isn't is elementary school first through fifth grade?
0: Uh, yeah, it probably is. I'm thinking of middle school. Middle school's sixth through eighth. Yeah, I'm bad with grades. Okay, so how... But, um, yeah, I did, I did a, like, a variety of sports. I honestly was trying to get my feet wet with everything. I did soccer. I tried baseball for a bit. I did tried basketball for a bit um i really did everything and i was i was garbage at all of them yeah <laughs> it was horrible yeah yeah um because i tried out for the baseball team i got cut um i, I didn't want to do basketball i was i was not good mm-hmm. i was just the little brown boy on the team so yeah. i just it wasn't good and then baseball i said baseball already got cut um what was the other one soccer i was just bad at it so elementary school was really bad for sports and then come about middle school fifth or sixth grade I started, like, lifting weights and just working out. I didn't really play a sport for fifth or sixth grade. I was just really trying to, like, hit the gym and just get really big. Yeah. And then seventh grade... What I, made you want to get big at a younger age?
1: Um. Did someone say you were small or something?
0: No, I, don't, I have no idea why, you know, my... Uh, Wanted to impress your friends, maybe the girls? No, you know what it really was? It was just more so my mom. She worked out a lot. She works out. She's crazy. She runs, like like five miles every single morning still yes yes even in the winter chicago yes winters? she'll run on the treadmill she's like a machine so okay that's kind of where i honestly i picked it up from her not even my dad my dad doesn't even work out that much but it was her because she was always up in the early a.m just working out and i was like i'm gonna try doing that so i did a little bit of cardio i i threw a little bit of weights around yeah um so that was for fifth and sixth grade and then seventh grade come around my dad just comes up to me and he's all like you're doing wrestling. And I was like, okay. I just said, okay, I'll do it. Whatever. I I wasn't in a sport, so I was open to anything. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, if I'm bad at every single sport, like wrestling might be like, how bad could I really be? You know? Um, so I tried that out, um, for seventh grade, still hitting the weights. Um, and seventh grade was horrible. Worst season ever. I was, I was awful at it too. So I was like, I was like, damn it. I'm awful. Um, I remember vividly, like my uh, my sixth match. I wrestled like a girl, yeah, and I lost. It's all right. I lost. And, everybody's and it, lost
1: to a girl in something.
0: Yeah, and then my ego was just like it went down here. I remember my dad. I could tell he was so pissed off with it, <laughs> and I was just like, "Dang it! I really just let that happen." And then I go to school the next day. Everybody's my whole wrestling team told the whole school, which yeah. is, <laughs> I guess that's what freaking seventh graders do. But they told the whole school, and I was just. I felt so embarrassed
1: by that. Yeah, um, I lost a match once, so it was. I think it had to have been probably because uh, my dad got me into wrestling too. It was probably uh, when did I go back down there? Third or fourth grade was the last time I saw my dad. And so it was third or fourth grade, and he had me wrestle a difficult opponent. It was a lion, and I lost. Obviously, to you wrestled me. a lion. Yeah, I lost sadly. It was a close match, and then an no, actual lion. Yeah, I had to run home. So. <laughs> No, I didn't wrestle whole line but but I remember having to run home because I got beat I got beat up in a practice once like bad and like the way the way my dad was is like e- everything was life or death It's like you either win mm-hmm. or you die like so I remember losing a match once and he I'm like crying. I'm third grade at fourth grade. And I'm like crying. I got head tossed, and uh, Pulled me off at, immediately after match like started making me do push-ups and he's like yelling. He's like What was it? T- was it he's like was he better or was he stronger and like just in front of all the kids just mm-hmm. yelling at me and I was like I'm like crying. I was like, I think he was stronger. (laughs) Just fucking tears everywhere. (laughs) It was, it was nuts. But, uh, but a key thing I think people need to pull out of this immediately is, uh, notice he said he, I noticed my mom working out in the mornings. And so I figured I should work out or I'll give this a shot. And so when, when people you're, you're placed in a position of influence immediately when, when some, a majority of the time you have the age, obviously you have the relationship, parental influence, you're just immediately going to have. So people have to realize if you're raising children or, or you're in a leadership position, your people, the people that you have influence over are going to do what it is you do. Half the time, what you say all of the time, it's going to be, what are you doing? So the the fact his mom was able to, to get up early and still does to this day is probably a huge reason why, you know, if Brandon stays the course that he's on now, he'll be a millionaire. And, and, Late in the minimum ten years, you know what I mean. Nine years from mm-hmm. now, he'll he'll be a millionaire. It's, and it's I think a big a big piece of that is his morning discipline, morning routine. And a ninety percent of people, it's not a matter of you have to get up to get rich, but you do have to be disciplined and be able to focus, have an extreme amount of focus, and simultaneously have patience with that as well. And so it's like people to get up and work out and do things like that, it requires discipline and patience. And so I, I think that was cool that you said that. So. 100%. Wrestling, yeah, you lost a girl, seventh grade, yep. that was humiliating. Maybe one of the hardest adversities you had to face, you know what I mean, in, in your life. So it's like, because yeah. of, some, some of those things can be like mentally debilitating. I remember my dad called me gay when I was like 14 or 15, and that like was probably one of the hardest adversities because I was like really bought into my faith. I've always been faithful on and off. And so mm-hmm. Chris, Christians believe, um, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar, you, you should wait till marriage. Right. Right. And yeah. so I think a lot of religions are somewhat like that. Pretty much similar, all. You know what I mean? So it's like I was going to wait till marriage. He just got out of jail. I tried to rebuild a relationship with me, with him. And he's like, you know, what girls you been with? And I'm like, uh, none. I'm 15. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, are you gay? And then my sister started laughing at me. And uh-huh. you know, he was laughing at me and everybody was calling me gay. And I was like, that's when I just went on like a drug rampage, a sex rampage. And that's my uh-huh. life. My life really went downhill. So that, that, I would say that would probably be the point of origin for my hardest adversity. Would you right. say would you, I I don't want to speak too far in advance. Would you say that was one of your hardest? Uh, that was tough. Like
0: that 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 actually killed me. I was like I could imagine. Yeah. No, in front of my whole school though. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> Teachers I know, yes. my family, my brother, yes. my it
1: that that wrecked yes. me. Yes. Yes. I could I another thing I can think of middle school. This wasn't as bad, but it was a little bad is my mom forced me into the boy scouts when I was like fourth grade or fifth grade, <laughs> because she said I didn't have a father figure in my life and that I needed male activity. And I'm like, I don't think you want me to have that male activity. Yeah, sell cookies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was, I remember selling popcorn and being in the Boy Scouts, and I actually became an Eagle Scout. I, I have the card over there. So she, I ended up going all the way, and I feel like there's like 0% black Eagle Scout. So I, my goal was like, all right, she forced me into this. Maybe if uh-huh. I ever do go to college or the military, I could be like, I can tie a knot in the resume exactly so that but I remember my whole school finding out I was in the Boy Scouts in the seventh grade seventh or eighth grade and they told like everybody but luckily like I was aggressive and I slammed slammed this kid a little bit I actually got yeah
0: I was a softie I didn't do anything I just ate it
1: I was aggressive yeah that I was already three three suspensions out-of-school suspensions by the seventh grade every year I got suspended damn yeah. Yeah, I was a goody goody. I just did everything right. I remember drop kicking this kid off the bus in fifth grade. <laughs> like <laughs> For what? I think I told myself that he said the N word. I don't know if he did. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> yeah. I think he did. <laughs> it was bad. So, seventh grade, horrible, yes. adversity, you overcome it. What did eighth grade look like? What what kind of got your mind off it? You got better? Uh no. No. Okay. I was, I was still bad. You lost
0: to a girl again or no? No, no. I just okay. I didn't have a good season at all. Okay. Um, so eighth grade, I, I was on varsity, but I was on varsity because nobody was there to fill the spot. Yeah. So I was just filling the spot. I was stepping up because I think there were like three kids um, that were in the same weight as me, and they're like, which one of you guys wants to go on varsity? And the two other kids were just being soft. Like they would have been fine, but they're just like – no, no, I'll stay JV and win. You know what I mean. So yeah. I was like, take me, because I I figured if I can just get my my ass beat like a couple times, like I I can only get it beat so much, right? So I was pause. Okay. Pause. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I so I ended up going varsity in in eighth grade, and I got I got like destroyed. Like I I lost a lot. I think I lost more than I won, um, and and it just wasn't good. I kept hitting the gym, though, to to kind of like vent in a sense, because I kept losing. So I was like, let me just hit the gym a little bit harder. And and I really did not get the the result out of what I put in um, that year. So eighth grade, it was it was not good. Yeah. Um, And that pretty much concluded it. You know, I I think I ended eighth grade with average grades and in a bad wrestling season. I didn't go to state. I think everybody in the team went to state besides me on the varsity lineup. Yeah. So it was kind of like embarrassing because there were just so many kids. That I was like, how are you going? But I'm not, you know what I mean? And yeah. they were not, they were slacking like hidden vapes and stuff in the bathroom. And I was just like, why, why didn't I, why didn't I go? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was just angry with myself and just the game and the, a game of life. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So that was eighth grade. What about ninth? Ninth grade. It was a, it was a little bit different. So, um, I don't know what happened but as far as like I started seeing more results in the gym I think it probably puberty played a role where I was like okay I'm actually like seeing changes I look a lot bigger yeah Um, and then freshman year went went really really well for wrestling Um, it kind of just clicked Um, so the way it worked as far as the freshmen they have a specific team for freshmen I only wrestled freshmen yes I ended the season undefeated yeah so I didn't I didn't lose a single match um, and I remember I, I went to like this, this freshman sophomore state series I lost like I, I didn't make it to state I, I lost again and I was like wow I, I did everything right and everything went completely the cards were alright everything I didn't lose and then the state series I lost like how how can I not even place in the state after that season Yeah. so I was like now I was just m- like mind messed up I was like what what's going on like this yeah, does yeah. not add up at all like I was doing good in practice I was winning the matches I was like winning by a lot in the matches. Like I didn't have a match close. And then State Series comes around and I just lose. I'm like, I'm so conflicted. I don't I yeah. don't understand it. I blamed it on the fact that I was wrestling sophomore and I was like, eh, they're older, they're stronger. Yeah. They know what they're doing. I have a year on there, they have a year on me, so it's fine. Um but I, I don't know. I just ended it really conflicted. I didn't I didn't know why. Yeah. Um and then sophomore year, um they started me. I was I believe they they put me on varsity um, Cause that then I'm in the same pool as like um, sophomore, junior, yeah. and senior. Yeah, yeah. They're all in the same pool. Freshmen they they get you know it's it's kiddie play. It's just all the freshmen. Mm-hmm. Now it's like wow I'm in a pool of seniors. And then uh, they threw me on varsity right away, um, but they bumped me up to like 182 as a sophomore. Yeah, I weighed probably 1 174 soaking wet. Yeah. So I was like okay this really isn't fair, but this is good exposure because I'll wrestle bigger people and it'll just make me better. So I was like, okay, cool. And plus varsity was really nice. Cause I like, the only reason why I felt cool to be on it is cause they had like, they had like uniforms. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Felt cool to walk around in the school with those, but like, I didn't want anybody to come watch me lose. So I was yeah. just like, yeah. But, um, the season, as far as how it went, it, it went okay. I, I mean, I, I won matches that I should have, and I lost matches that I should have. I felt like it was, you know, it made sense for what I was putting in and what I got back. Um, and I was also wrestling like seniors, too. So it was just like, I can, I can work with that. It, it makes sense. They're 18 years old. I'm, I don't even know, 16. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, the, like I, I, I understand. So it made a little bit more sense my sophomore year. And then the Fresh Soft State Series came around, which really isn't even that big of a tournament. Anybody in like the state of Illinois that did wrestling, the Fresh Soft State's kind of a joke. It's, it's, it's like good wrestlers should win that. Um, and I took eighth at at Fresh Soft State, and I was a little upset about it, like taking eighth, um, but I was also one one seventy four wrestling like one eighty two, so that was like my my reassurance to be all like, all right, like yeah. I'm not completely horrible, but I realistically sh- like should have won it, like for how I thought. Who like, took first? Was it at least a good guy? Yeah, I mean he was he was a solid solid wrestler, but I I I don't think he was different. Like he yeah. was... It just, it could have been anybody. Yeah. That's, that's my, like, understanding from how I looked at it. I just like, oh, he's just a, he's just a normal kid. Nothing special about him. Just better. Yeah. But yeah, and then that was sophomore year. And then, and then junior year was, was like the come up. That's when everything kind of clicked. Yeah. Everything like went my way. It was like, okay, like the four years that I like got, like pooped on, it it finally, the cards were playing out. It made, made a lot of sense. Yeah. So I was wrestling 170 varsity and I was where I wanted to be. So I cut down, like, I think I was weighing 179 before the season. I cut all the way to like 169, just really shredded, really good shape. The gym was like, finally, I was at like really good where I wanted to be as far as strength, physique, everything was perfect. Conditioning was awesome. So going into the season, it was, everything was like so lined up perfectly and that and that's the way it went like I was I was winning a lot of matches I I I want to say probably like the wins to losses maybe like 19 to maybe 2 which is like pretty good for me because the two people I lost to were one was out of the state and then the other one was number 1 in the state so I was like these are losses I can work with yeah and there were point losses like I'm talking a couple points yeah so I'm like this is solid I can work with this because as far as Lockport they're like pretty good for wrestling so a lot of the tournaments we did that we worked with Midwest like we would wrestle some kid from a, a, a different state yeah so that's kind of how they had this setup. up um, and I remember remember I was at this one mid-state tournament um, it's called the Vorak. I don't I don't know if anybody would know what it is, but um, it's a pretty big tournament as far as kind of who wrestles in it. It's really good guys um, as far as the skill level. There's people all over the Midwest, Indiana people, um, some Wisconsin people. Just pretty much everybody from around the mid Midwest would come to Dvorak. Um, and I remember the the tournament was working really well in my favor, so I was like going into it with probably like maybe two out of the two losses out of the 19 that I won, so 21 matches, only two were lost, um, and I, and it was going really good, yeah. and then I get to like the quarterfinals, final, quarter I believe, quarterfinals, I saw who I was up against, and it was this one kid who was a senior, because I was still a junior, Yeah, um, and he was ranked like third in the state, and I was like, yikes, that's kind of scary, and everybody on the team was kind of like trying to psych me out. But like internally I was kind of unfazed. I was just like I'm going to go in and I'm just going to win. I don't I don't really care. Um, so I go in and and I ended up winning the match. Like first period I, I just stuck him and I was I was going crazy. Like the video is on YouTube. I didn't even film it. Somebody filmed it. Yeah. Somebody posted it like blah 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 loses whatever cuz I guess he was a big name. He didn't lose for the season. Yeah. He was like probably like 15 and 0 or whatever it was, but he didn't lose. Um, And I remember he was so angry when he lost and I was so happy because I was like, yeah, screw you, bro. Because he was he was a big kid. Like I'm talking he was like six two and he was just like wrestling at 170. Yeah, he was he was lean, but such lean muscle. Like you could just tell he had a he had a build that was like super strong when you're wrestling him. Yeah, but he doesn't look strong, but you can tell he's got muscle. Yeah, he was just tall and athletic like, yeah, but but I but I won and I was like, yes. So I made it to the uh, the semifinals. I was like, one more match, and I'm in the finals. Um, and then the, I saw the kid I was wrestling, and this kid was, like, he was short. He was, like, 5'9", but he he was huge, like, huge, like, steroids. Yeah. 100%. And I was talking to kids on my team, and they're like, yeah, he was. Uh, he went to, like, a military school or whatever. Like, he shot a lot of stuff. And I was like, I can tell. Like, bro was huge, and, and he was only, like, 17, 18 years old because yeah. he was a senior. And he was actually ranked nationally, too. So he was, like, fifth in the country. Me, I'm just some no-name. I was just in that tournament, and I was doing yeah. really good for the season because my past two years didn't mean anything. Yeah. So I was nothing to the, to the state. So I was just, like, some yeah. unseeded kid re- verse, versing this, like, like, fifth guy in the nation, like, number one seed. Yeah. And he's probably unfazed. He's just like, all right, this kid's, this kid's over with. So I start wrestling him. Match starts, semifinal winner goes to the finals. And and it's going, like, well. Like, obviously, I'm losing, but I'm minimizing damage. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a point match. Yeah. And then I don't even know what happened. He put, like, legs in on me. He had a, he had a power half on me, but he kept his legs in me. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with how, it's, how it works, but if somebody has their legs in on you and they have a power half where they're trying to turn you, yes. you can't turn if your legs are, like, yeah, laced with theirs. You can't laced, move. Yeah. So he kept... Back. Yeah, he kept like tugging on me and I'm like in pain cuz like my shoulder's just out of place like it's just like it's so uncomfortable I'm not moving I'm just, I'm like begging like just take your legs out so you can just take me over and save my shoulder but he would just kept jacking on it and I don't even know what happened it got to the point where it all just clicked and like my shoulder just came out of place and I was like the the YouTube video for our wrestling team you can hear me like screaming I'm like ah like it hurt it was like my shoulder came out of place Uh, he pinned me right after it was like the second period and I was just laying on the floor just like dead and like it it hurt so bad like I couldn't move it it was like locked and I could have swore it was dislocated the way it felt but it just felt so uncomfortable it's like the worst pain ever yeah like dislocations like I wouldn't even I wouldn't want that on like my worst enemy it was so bad um but it was painful and then after losing that I just I went to the trainer and they gave me ice and they're like you're good I was like, no, I'm not good. So I went to the to the ER, and I actually like still tried to wrestle with it. Like I ended up losing out of the tournament. Like I mm-hmm. I like semi slid, which means I just lost every single match after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I went to the ER after like wrestling a couple more matches, and the trainer told me I had like a, like I had a sprain, like an AC sprain or whatever it was. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, that's, that doesn't sound bad. I can fix that. And then I went to the the doctor and he's like, yeah, you have a really bad, like you have a labrum tear, like completely torn. And I was like, well, what do I do? He's like, well, you need to get surgery like as soon as possible. Like you really can't wrestle with, with this tear. You'll just have it come out of place again. So I was like, all right, dang it. So I got the surgery um, and I was in recovery. I missed the state series for, um, you know, Illinois, my junior year would have been good. You know, after I beat that kid that was third in the state, I was projected to take like fourth, fourth Mm. or third, according to the state. But I mean, I don't I don't know if I would have. I didn't go. So who knows? Um, But that's just what they had projected. So I was I was out um, just in my sling and I was trying to recover so quick. I took physical therapy so strict. I was very disciplined with the recovery of the shoulder because I was like, this, this could get me somewhere. Like, I think I actually have something for me. Like if I just keep what I was doing for the past four years, like if things click now, if I just keep doing this, I'm going to be like legendary. Yeah. So that was my mindset. So I took like physical therapy, very serious. I was, you know, strict on kind of what I wanted to like, as far as what they wanted with my arm placement, like with the sling, I just was very obedient with all of that because I wanted it to, to work out. So I come back, I, I start hitting the gym before I even go back to wrestling, because I'm trying to strengthen the shoulder back up to where it was, because there was a really bad muscle imbalance with it, so I was just trying to get it back up to speed, and then I come back to wrestle, and it's like off-season, and um, I actually got invited to go to the to USA Nationals to wrestle, yeah, so I, um, and I was, the problem was, though, I was about two months away from being totally good, I wasn't really cleared yet to wrestle. So I was like, this is tough. And I was like talking to my mom and dad and I was like kind of what, what, what should I do? I'm not really sure. And they, they told me, no, 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 don't do it. And then I like ended up compromising because I told them, I'm like, this is a really good opportunity. This will get my name out there. Colleges will see this. And they were just like, all right. And, and I ended up getting them to let me do it if I wore a shoulder brace as well as go with the, the movements. If someone tried to torque my shoulder, I would go with the movement and just lose. That's yeah. what I told them, but I wasn't going to do that. But, um, so I cut the recovery a little bit short, which I'll learn why that was bad. Um, but I went to USA Nationals. It, it went really well. I think I won four out of the five matches, and we I lost in the finals, yeah, and and from that like tournament, I became like a certified all-American wrestler, Yeah. from that tournament, yeah, because our, uh, our team took second in the, in the whole division. Wow. yeah, so I, and, I, and I only lost in the finals. And I kind of hurt my shoulder a little bit in the finals, but, like, that's besides the point. I really re-tore my shoulder after training, after USA Nationals for the senior season. Um, I tore it wrestling him. I, like, took a shot on him. Who? He, this one, my, one of my teammates. Oh, okay. Yep, and he, uh, he, like, sprawled, and he put his hips back, and he crushed it, and it came, and dislocated, and then I went to get the surgery again, and I just, like, resigned completely. I'm like, I'm not doing that ever again. It sucks. So now I'm like senior, senior year. I'm like, well, sh- what do I do? I have nothing to really go for. And my, my parents were both like, just focus on academics. You know, you got, like, you got your like wrestling background. You can put that still on your, your application. Just say you did this, that for wrestling. You're certified All-American. Just show them that you're athletic, but focus on your school. And I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll do that. So I hit the books pretty hard senior year because that's all I really knew. Mm-hmm. And then um, I graduated Um, And I ended up going to University of Illinois and I really didn't know what I wanted to do as far as what I wanted to study. I I had no idea because I I just I just didn't know because I I was like, you have to pick a major and the major is going to correlate what you do for the rest of your life. And I was like, I don't I don't know what I want to do. Like, I'm 18. Yeah. Why? Why? Why would I know what I want to do? I was like, I just want to make money. And and then I ended up just going with the the field of major that I just thought would make me the most like money, which was medicine because I figured, okay, if my parents are both doctors, I should just do one as well. I didn't, I didn't know any better. I thought your
1: mom, your mom was a doctor?
0: PhD. Oh, okay. Yep. So she was, um, she had her doctorate of philosophy. Okay. Yeah. So they both wanted me to do some sort of high class profession, whether it was a lawyer, doctor, I don't even know, whatever it may be. They didn't like business. They, they're like, don't do business. If you do business, you're stupid. Right. Because they, they didn't think there was a point of doing business as a major. They're like, do business with what you do. That was their, so they understood the, the concept of yeah, business that, and that how it works. They're sense. like, don't major in business, but, but, um, go for something and then make a business out of it. Yeah. That, that was my sense. dad's main advice. Yeah. that makes. So sense. I was like, cool. I'll I'll be a doctor and then I'll try to figure out a business, whatever, whatever happens. So I'm doing the biochemistry courses for, um, you know, university of Illinois schools all paid for my parents love school, so they prepaid for all of it. Um, and then school was going pretty well. I mean, I was hitting the books really, really hard because that's all I had. I still hit the hit the gym and I hit the books. That was all I did: gym and books. And I was really disciplined with both of them. I'd do my school and I'd do my uh, my my workout routine. I was super, super strict with my diet freshman year. Yes, because I had no more wrestling to to be like disciplined with. So I'm like, what should I be disciplined with? So I just fixed up my diet. And I was extremely, extremely disciplined with it. Like I brought a scale to the dining hall. I would weigh out my food. I was just eating chicken, broccoli, corn, just all this like like low carb. I was just very, I would track it in an app. Like I was crazy. People were like, there's something wrong with you. And I was like, I, I know there is because I was tracking my food just like crazy. Like I was yeah. down to the ounce. That's how crazy I was. And or down to the gram actually. Um, but I was just like, wrong measurement, but it was down to the gram. So it was super, super precise. And it was just like weird because I was just really abnormally disciplined with something that to somebody else that like, just like is partying every day. They're like, yeah, what's wrong with you? So I was like, all right, whatever. So I was doing that hitting the books hard. I ended the year with like a 4.0 collectively semester one, 4.0 semester two, 4.0. But I remember like I had little snippets of the year where like, beginning of the semester over winter break, um, middle of the second semester, I was like, I was always looking of like how to become really rich. Cause like, I hated, I hated school. Yeah, it, I hated it so much, but I was good at it. So I was just like, well, I'll just stick with it. I can, I can manage with it. Right. It's, it's not a big deal to me. So I was just like, I hate this, but I'm good at it. So it was conflicting. Um, and I was just looking up ways to make like money. And I don't, I don't know why I was looking up like really stupid thing is I was just thinking about like, I just had these crazy business ideas. I'm like, well, why don't I get a warehouse and just buy all the products from free Facebook marketplace and then just resell them out of the warehouse for an extra, like, I was just thinking of the weirdest ways to just make money that were just like stupid. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I just always wanted to do something that was businessy and like, and like fun and cool, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I always wanted to like lead and, and be like, in charge of you know, setting a good example for people and just being a, being a boss man. That's yeah. all I really wanted to do, but I had no idea how to get there. Um, so I always had that in the back of the, uh, my mind. And then after the first year of school, I told my parents, I'm like, I'm not doing biochemistry anymore, I wanna make money. And they're like, okay, you can do finance. And I was like, I don't see the point in going then. I'm like, this is stupid, right? I was like, there's no point in, in me doing finance like, why would I do that? Right? It's yeah. it's stupid. I can learn that on Google. And they're like, well, no, if you go for uh, your finance degree, you'll get hired by somebody. And I was like, well, I, I don't really like the concept of that. I'd rather just like learn about finance on my own and then implement my own way that I want to. And, and they were just like, no, you're doing this. Like we paid for your school. You're doing this. And I was like, all right, I, I guess you're right. Cause I had no compelling argument to do my own thing. I had no, like, you know what I mean? Um, so I changed my major to finance and like, I don't even know, like what I even was doing. Like what's the one subject economics, some stupid class. I don't know. Yeah. And I switched it. I met with my um, advisor and I was like, yo, I'm going to do this. And, and she was like, okay. And, and then I don't know, summer came around while I was like switching the classes and I ended up having to take like summer school because I did biochemistry for a whole year, so I'm behind credits for the finance. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so dumb. Why would I have to? I just took gen eds the first year. What do you, what do you mean I'm behind classes? You know, everybody has to take those classes, and they're yeah. like, no, these are, these are finance classes. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I had to take some public speaking class in, I don't know, economics over the summer, and I was like, that's so dumb. So... um, then I was just looking for a job. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to get a job and get some money for next year. Cause I still had intentions of going to school. I wasn't happy with what I was going to do, but I was just doing it cause that's all I knew. Yeah. Um, and then I was looking around for a summer job with my friends and, and we had a few ideas, you know, we wanted to either be like lifeguards, like cool jobs that are fun. You know what I mean? Like lifeguard, um, caddy, like get big tips, just those, like, those, like, you know, teenager summer jobs that are just Mm. like stereotypical. So we were thinking about doing maybe a caddy, maybe a lifeguard, maybe working at like a Chipotle because then we get free food. We were just kind of thinking about what to do. Um, And we ended up like kind of like going with um, the the caddy or whatever it was. We knew a person that owned a golf course and we were Mm. like, let's do this. And they ended up saying like, we don't even have the job anymore. They were short on people. And we were like, what? I thought we had the job. So I guess we didn't get the job there. And then I had two friends, um, who started working here mm-hmm. and I saw them doing their course, right. To get licensed. And I was like, what are you, what are you guys doing? And they're like, dude, we're doing a new job. It's really cool. We're, we're selling insurance. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, and he did a really poor job of explaining it. He's like, dude, we sell insurance and like, you can make $10,000. Okay. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking? What are you talking? Can you like elaborate a little bit? He's like, there's no cap. He's like, there's no cap. Okay. Hear me out. So you sell like this amount of policies and you get paid like this amount. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll pick the silver option and you get like this much. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, just come into the office. Okay. And I see them just working on a course. And I am like, it's so dumb. Like you guys are doing a course. I don't, you, you bought somebody's program. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yeah. You bought the finance guy on TikTok's program. I'm like, I'm not doing that. He's like, come into the office. Trust me. He's like, the owner is 24 or 23 at the time. Yeah. He's cool. And I was like, bro, that's even worse. You just got scammed by a 23 year old. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you are dumb. You're dumb. And he's, and I'm like, how'd you want? <laughs> <find?" laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, how'd you find out about this? And he's like, I got a DM. And I was like, Bro, I I actually <laughs> lost so much respect for you. You you accepted a DM and you bought their course. He's like, "Dude, trust me. Come in the come Let's into the office." Names. And I was like, "All right, fine." Like I I reluctantly came in one day and I was just like, "Whatever. I'll just I'll just go in here." And and I walk in and and the first person I met was like Justin, Rob, and all of them and and like John, and and they were very like welcoming and and it was like kind of interesting to actually see like, "Oh, okay, this like this is legit." Yeah. Like, this is not what he, he just did a bad job of explaining it because yep. obviously everybody in the office was explaining it properly. And I yeah. was like, okay, this makes sense. The, the course is for the, the license. Okay. That makes sense. It's yes. not your guys's program. And, and then I met you and, and what really sold me, which was like the biggest takeaway was how much, um, as far as like experience did you guys have in terms of no college degree, minimal sales experience? Okay. First thing that sold me is how, you know, as far as all you need is a set of work, work skills in like terms of good work ethic. Yeah. Cool. Easy. And then the second thing that sold me was the 1099. I didn't need to, you, you could have told me that we shoveled pig shit all day and I probably would have done it. I'm like 1099. Okay. You can make a lot of money doing this. So all I needed to know was what do you have to work here? Insurance license. That's it. Cool. I can get that. I'm 18. And and the 1099 showed how much I could make, if not more, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm bought in. That's it. That's all I needed to know. And, and you know, everybody's saying, like, trying to tell me more about the job, and I'm like, I don't really care. I'm gonna knock out this license. I don't need to know anymore. You know, all I really needed to see was proof that you guys made this much. Yeah. And that's what sold me on it because I, I didn't really care what, what it took to, to get to the status of that good 1099. I just needed to know that it's legit and that you guys don't have your, your four year degree in finance that you got hired yeah. here for. You know what I mean? So that's really what sold me. And then it was a hard talk with my parents. I tried to convince them. They were like, no. So I was like, okay. Cause I still wanted to, I just wanted to screw the summer school and drop out. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, no, they're like, no, you're doing your school. You, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I was like, whatever. So I'm doing the course. I'm st- not even, my school doesn't start until like mid, mid June. Yeah, so I yeah. have time. I have time to like yeah. try to have a convincing point. Um, so I did the course, I got licensed and then it was just the training and, and the training, you know, I just hit it really hard cause I had, I was short on time. So it was really crucial that I got to a certain point Yeah. because if I didn't, then well, I'm going to school and I don't have much of a, like a compelling argument to stop. Yes. So that was kind of the way it was, and, and I don't know. I just started bringing in kind of like decent checks, you know, nothing crazy, yeah. $1,000, then like $2,000. It was, it was enough to get them to kind of believe me, and then ended the, the month of July um, with 5000 and then they're like, okay, that's solid. So I was able to convince them on just letting me take a gap year. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if they know I'm not going back, but yeah, I'm like, let me take a gap year. Let me just try to figure this out, and they're like, yeah. okay, cool. We'll let you take a gap year. You're fine. And I was like, cool. So I'm taking my gap year right now, but yeah. it's it's really not going to be a gap year. It's just it's over. You know what yes. I mean? So that was really the way I kind of convinced them to let me do this and like support me in a sense. I don't know if my dad entirely supports me right now. He just roasts, roasts me working here. I don't know. I don't whatever screw screw him so but my mom is really supportive I think she knows that I'm not going to do this I'm not doing school ever again yeah she understands it and I think she's really supportive which is good yeah because all I need is just at least one person that's going to support me yeah and that's, that's, that's yes that's all I really needed so I'm like cool you're on board you you can kick rocks I don't really care yeah you know what I mean so everything's pretty much good you know and it's just like now it's just trying to build grow and just develop myself develop my people and essentially, just get to the point where just banging out 100k weeks, and and the mission is successful. But I don't think it'll ever be successful because I, I have such a mindset that like the job is never finished. Yeah. So I, I don't know when I'm gonna stop. You know yeah. what I mean? So I have I have no I have no idea. Yeah, same. But we'll see. We'll see. So
1: how long have you been in the insurance industry? About four months. Oh shit! Four, four,
0: four four and a half months. I'd say. Only four and a half months. I'm sitting
1: here thinking, oh man, he's been a year in. We got to get his results up before before they force his gap year to be over. Uh Only four months, and and you just recently got promoted to a top level manager. So essentially, you're in a position now where you can make fifteen to twenty percent off your team. Yes. And I I guess for individuals out there that don't understand the difference in the, there's really only two types of insurance companies. There's brokerages where you're going to make a higher commission off of yourself and not essentially be able to build a team and. For for the most of my knowledge, because I've been in the industry for six, going on six years now, I, I believe we're one of the only companies that have renewal structure the way we do. So Yes. And we're all, I think we're all 100% commission. If you write good business, you're 100% commission. So initially, you're going to get 60% off of the deals that we write. And some other people will be like, oh, you can get 120% here. It's like... You get a 100,000 million percent here, just write good business, you're going to get lifetime renewals. Yes. And so I don't know any other companies that can compete with our lifetime renewals. And then if you're writing good business, you're getting paid forever. You know what I mean? And then in addition to that, you can build a team. You can build a business without having to take on the expenses. So the only difference between you and I is I have a bunch of expenses. So it's like a big 1099. But I tell everybody, it's like, I'm very transparent. It costs me every dollar right now just to run this business. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some leases and different things I'm going to fall out of here you know, in the next year or so, that are going to free up another two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars a year. But I mean, I think a lot of people don't take into consideration or, or realize, like you said in the beginning, it's like the only requirement is an insurance license. So people don't take take into consideration the cost of school. In addition, what's even more important is your parents can pay for the school, but they can't they can't pay your time. It's yes. it would be you paying that four years of your life that you can never ever get back. So. I always tell everybody I'm not against school because I would not let an uneducated person cut open my body to perform a surgery. Yes. So now I wouldn't be like, a, well, I did a course and I got to work with a 23-year-old, so I'll be able to you know, mm-hmm. do a heart surgery for you today, sir. Yes. No, you won't, bro. You right. know what I mean. Like, I, I definitely want somebody with twelve years of like, you know, top top surgeon experience and, yes. and education to do that. But for the rest of us, the majority of us that aren't doctors and aren't lawyers and, and don't need, and even with that, it's like there's there's prisoners that free themselves from just educating themselves uh, with with legal books and different things mm-hmm. and legal cases and and being able to free themselves. So it's like there, you have to look at, you have to weigh the costs of what you're not doing right now and what you could be doing. And so it's like. You know, I, I think it's, it's still, it's still a way better decision, I believe, to go get an education opposed to not getting an education. But I think even what's even better is to put yourself in a position where you're building business, getting experience. And I, I think all of it is, is sales It's getting into some type of sales where you're, you're working underneath somebody, you're working in some type of company, you're trying to create your yes. own because the, it's costing you. If, if you could make a million dollars a year starting at 18 years old and you can't say that's not realistic because it happens. You know what I mean? There, I can't, I'm. Mr. Beast. When when did he start making a million dollars? I don't know if you know who that. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. Huge YouTuber. I mean, he'll be a. They they say he'll be a trillionaire. He'll be one of the first trillionaires just because of the future value won't be based off of industrial items. It'll yes. be off of you, just social skills and marketing and, and being able to like portray yourself and have market attention. Mm-hmm. And you're like my, my boy Landon Campbell says your identity capital. Who knows you and who's watching you, and so it's like to, to become a YouTuber and do all of that. It's like. It's a course. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's repetition. And it's like what you said with your life story. It's like four years, you're going to go below 500. Four years, you're going to get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to r- wrestle up. You're going to have to wrestle down. You're going to have to cut weight. You're going to have to go through injuries. But then your second year, you can go 18 and 2. So it's like, especially when you're kind of in an industry and in a business where it's more so like a startup, it's like, it might be four years if you make it 100 grand. And that would be low for an industry. You'd be like upset with yourself. It might be four years of you making 50 grand. And that would be low and you'd be upset with yourself. But four years of you going to school was making you how much grand? Negative. Negative grand. Zero <laughs> grand. You know what I mean? And it yeah. really is negative grand because if you could have bare minimum made 50 grand here and just busted your balls and, and lived in the office 24-7, you would have made $200,000 plus the renewals. So let's say off that $200,000, all, all of it was from team business and you got 15% off your team. So we know $2 million would give you $200,000. Um, so you would have roughly have done $1.5, right? $1.8 if it was all off your team. Fifteen percent off the team, right? Five percent. So Bad take, with t- math. Take take ten percent of one hundred fifty thousand. It's fifteen thousand, right? So if you take ten percent of one point five million, you got about one hundred fifty thousand. So mm-hmm. if you did about two million dollars worth of sales and half of that stayed on the books, you would have a thousand dollars a month in residual income. If if we showed you the math right now for a thousand dollars a month in residual income and showed you, do you, do you hope to live another thirty years? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like you, we, we are so young where it's like I don't even blink about living another 30 years another mm-hmm. 30 years go go by i'll be 54 you'll be 48 another 30 years Thir- 40, 49 49 yeah you'll be 49 i'll be 54 another 30 years go by right now at that point we might think all right i hope i get another 30 you know what i mean because yep. i'll be 84 but still a piece of us is probably like i'm easily going to get to 84 you're easily going to get to 79 yeah. it's like easy we're, we're going to eat good as long as we don't get hit by a bus you know we don't get poisoned by some girl we'll be all right yeah You get to 84 and 79, it's like, all right, now I hope I get another 30 years. Then it's like, all right, yeah, I hope I get over 100. I feel Right now, we feel like we can. But so if we were to project out of 30 years, taking into consideration we live, you're making $1,000 a month of residual income. You take that $12,000 a year, multiply that by 30, how much money does that give you? It's about a half a million dollars, 12,000 times 30. And so for the people out there that don't know, and I need to double check my math so that way you guys don't flame me. 360 thousand so I am closer to the number than I'm not you know what I mean so round up you roughly have 360 thousand in the bank if you don't die plus you've made two hundred thousand so two hundred thousand plus 360 is what five hundred sixty thousand dollars over a four year period but you could have went to school and got a piece of paper right you know what I mean yes but you're going for medicine I don't know but then you transit so it's like for for those I don't know it's like a doctor though realistically are you going for eight years ten years. If you go really fast, ten is it? Is it ten?
0: It's ten, I believe, because you have to go four years um, undergrad, four years of medical school, and then two years residency. Residency, yep. So you don't even start until your tenth
1: year. So ten years, and you could have made fifty grand every single year, bare minimum in the insurance industry. And then you every every four years you would have added a added three hundred sixty thousand to your passive income. So now you come out three hundred plus three hundred is six hundred, and then 60, is 60, one twenty. So we have seven hundred twenty thousand plus you're making fifty every year plus five hundred thousand. So seven hundred plus five hundred. Now we're at one point two plus the twenty thousand we didn't roll over, so that's one point four million dollars. Right? Sure. So you could have made one point four, so one hundred forty thousand dollars a year, or zero dollars expenses. I don't know what they would give you, some I don't, I don't know what you would make on, on that whole process, of right? Undergrad to grad to residency. Mm-hmm. I watch Grey's Anatomy; they look broke as shit. You know what I mean? So I have no, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Right? So if we if we make this a highlight, Grey's Anatomy. Are you really just referencing the legitimacy of, <laughs> of of doctorship to Grey's yeah. Anatomy? I don't know, motherfucker. Hand me a template. <laughs> so, um, yeah, dude. I think a, a lot of great. Four months in, you're already you know a top level leader, and and I can't even imagine because you know Justin. Been here almost not even two years, and and to have the the size of a deal that he I can't imagine, dude. Five years from now, where you guys are going to be when you're when you're 24 years old, minimal expenses in Chicago, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So in the four and a half months you've been here, how much have you made roughly? It's hard to tell. I want to say anywhere from maybe I because I don't even track
0: it. I just be reinvesting, saving a little yep. for Uncle Sam. But I want to say anywhere from probably 15 to maybe 16 thousand. Yep give or take, maybe a little less, 13 to 14.
1: Do you or have any Within of your friends range. 18, 19 years old, all your friends your age right now, yeah. in the last four months, is have any of them made more money than you? No. So I don't know if there was going to be one of them that just had some weird crypto thing or accidentally played that uh, that online gambling app uh-huh. ro- ro- yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just accidentally won 400000 or uh-huh. something. So, I mean, you you got to look at, like, anytime, you're if you're out there and you're, you're in a sales job or people are trying to talk you out of it, people start to compare themselves to the top people in the industry that, I mean, there's people that make millions of dollars a day. You know what I mean? It's like my partner made profit, probably 300, 400,000, like profit and probably spent three times that on expenses. You know what I mean? So you're talking about him bringing in $2 million a month, but he's, he's 20 chapters in, he's 20 years into the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm five years in, you know, you're, you're five months in. So it's like, you, you have to be careful when you compare, don't allow it to steal your joy make sure it encourages you to say, If he can, I can. If she can, I can. And it's it's a I can mindset opposed to I can't mindset. And so people that like are like, oh, I can't do that or that's a scam, this, that, and the other. It's like maybe there's better opportunities like just lock in on something and go ten years and, and make sure you're getting you're building something that can be leveraged for some some level of compensation. It's like if you're if you're for sure gonna go be you know, you, you want to go be in the if I'm going to get an education, it would definitely be a doctor. At least I know I could eventually work out of the debt because I just look at the average. It's like yes. most of the doctors I see over time do they live a you know, a healthy life. Mm-hmm. A healthy in aspect of like wealthy as well. Everybody else, it's like it's a it's more of a risk. You know what, yep. what I mean? It's like there's there's minimal risk in sales when you just have patience and focus. Those two those two aspects of like I'll be focused and I'll be patient. It's almost like a doctorate. You're eventually going to be rich. Right. Not yeah. overnight, but you're eventually going to be rich. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are, what was your best memory of your life so far? In in sales or just life? Your whole life. What's the best memory? Hmm.
0: That's a good question. Best memory? Probably probably the family vacations. Yeah, which I one? like those. Um, we took like a variety of chips, but probably like... The trips to Florida. We have a condo. Yeah. So I just liked when um, you know, the whole family was together. Yeah. Just us hanging out on the pool, just going to the beach. Yeah. Probably any sort of vacation just with my family. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. Doesn't so beat that.
1: What about what's the worst memory in your entire life? The hardest adversity, worst memory changed your life. Hmm. It's a tough one. Probably, probably losing to the girl. Yeah. I was thinking it might be. It <laughs> messed me up. I, th- I, I was, was thinking, sad. Was like, yeah, that, that might be. Everybody's going to be like, there's a, it's a girl, though. Like, she <laughs> yeah. can't. No, I don't care. Some of those are going to hurt me. I Actually, know. I lost to a girl here uh, recently in jujitsu. Really? Yeah. There's really good girls. It's it's so different, dude. It doesn't matter. Like, yes, my weight and strength helps a lot with a lot of people, but uh-huh. the skill is so. I mean, you can get caught. Like, you can grab someone's wrist and start bending like, right. just grab the back of their elbow and start. Pulling in on a wrist lock, yeah. you, it doesn't take much weight to do that. You figure uh-huh. it's like 10 pounds of pressure here, 10 pounds of pressure. Like you just get stuck there and can't respond. It's like that thing can snap pretty quick. Like dislocating right. a wrist, dislocating a shoulder, getting like I got bigger shoulders and so do you. So it's like, and you've got, a, you've got pain in your one shoulder. So yeah. it's like this one shoulder, like if you start torquing on it, I'm not, there's not much like wiggle room for you to torque on the shoulder. So if like somehow some girl got this in a weird position, I'm going to tap out. You know what I mean? Right. As my shoulder, like chicken winged, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm absolutely going to tap out. So, yeah, jujitsu, yeah. There's definitely some, there's some killer, killer women out there. Where it's like, that's why I get, I get weirded out about these Jake Paul fights because I'm like, I have no idea how how you can beat somebody with 30 years of experience. I don't care if it's MMA experience. Yeah. It's like it weirds me out. That's why I won't watch the, those fights because I, I know one, definitely Jake Paul's richer than me. But it's like I have with the money that I have, I have access to a. A lot of good health, a lot of good doctors and medicine, like unconventional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where I I was doing stem cell at 22 years old for injuries. You know what I mean? So it's like to mm-hmm. drop five grand on stem cell at 22 years old. Like how many 22 year olds do you know? that's like hey, I hurt my shoulder. I'm gonna go do stem cells. Zero. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's not it's not like so it's like I compare my training, my mindset. It's like no, no I'm not 24 seven into it. But even at a fractionalized percentage, I should still have some similar level results. So I should beat some black belts. I do not beat any black belts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like. Um, it's not that I'm unathletic, uncompetent, or just not like you know athletically intelligent, where I can't just comprehend things. So it's like, all right, uh, that's got to be a little rigged. That's just my mindset on these. These I don't want to go on too much of a tangent on the Paul fights mm-hmm. and different things like that. But I want to go into your vision. Like, what's your? I have a very similar vision to you. I have zero. Like, I feel like when I stop is when I'll die. You know what I mean? There's right. no way I'll ever be fully plug, plugged. Plugged yeah. out. I could see myself falling madly in love. Down the road with a woman that's just like, well, once a year, let's take a family trip, and I'll maybe do one of those. Yeah, maybe even then I'm like, I'm hopping on a Zoom. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna sit mm-hmm. here and listen to you guys talk the whole time. Go take those annoying kids away from me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm not a talker. That's how. And I, you probably, you know, it's probably with us. You, pro, your dad probably worked through his whole his whole childhood. Yeah. you know what I mean? And like my dad, for the percentage that he was there, it was it was very aggressive and work. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. fighting and working. And that was it, and the, there's no other way to live life. And yes. you know, for the few years that I was with him, oh, we just watched 300 every night, you know what I mean? That was how, what he raised me. We watched 300 and, and Scarface. So that was like his only form of development with me. So mm-hmm. it was two years of boot camp. of, you know what I mean, if you're not a fucking Spartan, you're dead to me, you're not my son, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you ever cry, if you ever show any weakness, you're not my son, you know what I mean? You don't right. get to claim my last name. And so I ended up changing my last name, anyways. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, but it, I I respect him and I will love him for the the harsh childhood that I had because I think it's a huge reason of why I'm such a like psycho. Where people would be like, "You're psycho," you know? What I mean? It's like, yeah. I just I have I think it gives me so much extreme clarity of what I do want and what I don't want. Like he mm-hmm. showed me how I don't want to treat a woman, or don't want to tr- do business. But he also showed me what like how extreme I want to be. With doing business, yes. you know what I mean? Because he's got, like, this killer focus of, like, if he wants something, he'll, he's going to get it. Right, yeah. You know? So what So what about you? What's your long-term vision outside of not stopping? Is there places you want to live? Is there a family you want to have? Cars, materials, anything? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the goal is, honestly, I just want to have, you know, just... This is going to sound really boring, but just like a traditional household. Yeah. Like, I just want to be the one working. Yeah. Uh, preferably
1: my wife. With or, three husbands? No. <laughs> Imagine if there was a top G girl and she was like, a woman should have multiple husbands and a man should accept it and not have more than two bodies or he's a whore. Yeah. You know what, men would probably be like, oh my God, we have to take this woman down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. that's why I'm not on board with the, your, your guys' top G. If the roles were reversed, we would freak out. Imagine if there was a top G woman. Yeah. And she was like, Brandon, I'm. you know, we're going to get in a relationship and I'm going to have multiple husbands. Yeah.
0: It'd be messed up.
1: You imagine? Yeah.
0: God, that'd be weird. <laughs> It'd be so weird. I dude. just wouldn't do anything with her. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right.
1: So that's why I'm like, we can't agree with the top G, because of that. It's like if she if we uh-huh. wouldn't do anything with her, we can't expect her to do anything with us if we're not equally respecting real right. women. Yes. Aiden makes it a highlight so I get a girlfriend. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> <I clip> so, <laughs> So traditional family, I'm so on board with that if I ever you know can deal with someone talking that's my i don't like talking you're gonna find i feel like over time with this business what do we do all day talk we just talk and call yeah. all day and teach and develop so when you do 12 hours 14 hours five years or 20 years like simon i i don't even know how he does it how he has kids and has a family because like right the last thing i want to do is go home and hear how was your day today honey like it was the same day as yesterday please leave me alone <laughs> yeah Definitely, it definitely will be tough, but I
0: just feel like, you know, if it's a family, I, shit, I'll talk to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be different. Like, no. it's not going to be
1: some random Joe Schmo that's just no, like, I'm not.
0: How's your date? <laughs> okay, you will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you will. I don't know, dude. I, I, I'm, like, real locked in. I, I went to a conference, and this dude was, like, 40, and he was like, I just now getting married. I just been so locked in on my business since I was twenty years old. Yes. I'm just, and I'm cool with it. like if I I'm don't the get same married way. until forty. Yes, it is uh, what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to lock in and, and do this for twenty years with uh-huh. zero, yes, woman distractions. Yeah, no urgency at all whatsoever. I mean, because I want a really, yeah. really good girl too. It's like I want a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. I want a God fearing girl. You know what I mean with good morals and good values. Yes, and and I want it like I want like a southern country girl too. You know what I mean. So it's like for me to find those three things it's like impossible yeah you know in today's day and age but it's also vice versa so i'm not just saying it's like all girls are horrible out there i'm just we just mm-hmm. humanity is not in a good spot with morals and values and just alignment with like vision and and different things like that like everybody our age you'll find at least i find like when i if, if i'm ever like trying to flirt or look for a girl it's like you want to go smoke tonight and do vapes and, and go drink and go party yeah. and it's like i don't want to do any of that i want to work and watch a movie Yes. And that's it. I might want to go eat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, you know what I mean? Like Clip it. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's like, I feel like, and the girls now, and I, I'm blown away by some of the girls that are attracted to the, to, to the type of like, weirdos. You know what I mean? You ever look at some of these girls that are like, how are you with that dude?
0: Yeah. Like it looks like a, like a rock star who hasn't had a haircut in like 10 years. Yes. just weird. Yeah. I don't, Justin. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, it's definitely weird though. Yeah, I agree. The world's changed. S- traditional family, any materials, any houses, anywhere else. Oh, see, I I'm not big on like m- materialistic things, like like really nice shoes, anything like that. But one thing I do want is just like a really big house. Yeah, really big. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. I just I like big houses.
1: Persian castle, like I, not a Persian castle, <laughs> but like a mansion, just a nice house. <laughs> nah, I can dig it. I'm scared of the dark, so I won't really, really want a big house, but. Well, you should you get a lot of windows? Yeah, no. No, I don't like the dark. The windows aren't going to help when it's fucking dark outside, too. <laughs> live in Alaska. There's six months of darkness. Have you ever seen, like, those vampire movies where it's, like, 30, 30, 30 days a night or something? Have you seen that movie? The vampire movie? They're scary. I don't watch vampire oh. movies. I don't yeah, have time dude, for that. <laughs> well, you didn't live. Um, all right, so Vision, what's your favorite three movies, top three movies or top three shows? I'm bad with movies. I don't... Do you have a favorite movie? Do you have a favorite show? Um... I'm bad. I I what, I, I actually your, do what, have a problem. I don't sit through movies. What do you love outside of work? If you could do one thing for the rest of your life outside of work, what would it be?
0: Hmm. Probably. Hmm. That's a tough question. Dungeons and dragons. Probably travel and maybe maybe Dungeons, work out. <laughs> Dungeons and dragons. No, no. See, I don't like games. I
1: don't, I'm not a big movie guy. Where do you want to travel? I just asked you if you wanted a house anywhere else. You said Florida or something. You don't want to like go to like Italy or? Oh, yeah, no, Prague. For sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, I got to figure out what places... Africa? I got to figure Why'd out. Why'd you smile like that? You didn't smile when I said Italy. <laughs> I don't know. What's wrong with Africa?
0: So, what I was saying. I but, like that. Clip that. So, I don't know where because I want to like. Obviously like the, the exotic places like Italy, Romania, those places Africa. sound really cool. I don't know about Africa. I don't know much about it. But I It's need not a, exotic.
1: I need a I need to figure <laughs> you, out you, you literally go on tours that show the exotic lifestyle. Perhaps maybe Africa. I don't know. It's
0: it's it's up there for grabs, but not on my priority list. Nice. But um sorry. What are you apologizing to me for? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're a huge advocate for Africa. I didn't know if I upset you. But I got to see what <laughs> places are safe. Huh? <laughs> Did you say upsetted?
1: Huh? Did he say upsetted? No, I didn't. I think you said upsetted. No, you. I didn't. <laughs> okay, so what are you a huge advocate for? What was the question? You said Italy, so traveling. You said. Yeah, I got to see what places are yeah, safe. Yeah, you have to see. Yeah. Safe. I'm, I'm down to go somewhere safe. Yeah. Nothing's really safe if you think about it. Yeah. Because if you look for trouble, you can find it. That's true. But I'm a, I want to be like in my own
0: bubble. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I, I want like, my kids to grow up somewhere safe. I don't want them to have to deal with like... You want like, them to
1: grow up in the public school system or you want to be like some of these rich people that just kind of like travel, take them around the world and teach them almost like, like I'm, a world I'm education. big on putting them through a public school. That way they learn. Just
0: because I th- I think it's important to to show them how the like the world actually works and I think a public
1: school shows... You think shows the, a public school shows how the world works? Or yes, think show- I think...
0: Yeah, yes, because depending on where the public school is located, I think it shows a good mix of kind of what what
1: kind of people are in the world. In the world entirely or maybe just that? No, no, just, just, that, just that, in, that demographic. Uh, let's because just say it in, how do I, in, I don't in know the Midwest. How, I don't know how Iranian people truly culturally operate. That's true, in America. You know what I mean? Yes. The only thing I have is what... And typically, what happens with our educational systems is they are influenced by our political alignment. So, depending on who's in office, <clears> it <throat> sways a little more this way, or a little more. And over time, it's there's so many things that uh, you ever play the telephone game, where people are like say one thing through one another person to another person, and you got to repeat back what was initially said. Yes, and it never comes back. You don't know I mean one hundred percent accurate. So these books, you know, maybe they're two hundred years old and such, and. Who, who knows Like when like the, the educational system and recording information, it's like written down, copy, written down, copy, adjust this because I didn't like him. I didn't adjust this. I didn't like her. Adjust this because I'm a Republican. Adjust this because I'm a Democrat. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I like to learn culture to the best of my ability. It's like I really like to get a very credible, reliable source. And, and really nowadays, credibility is what you like opposed to what's the truth. People yeah. seek what gives them comfort and who they like opposed to what's the truth. And so that's why, like, for me with educating, I think more and more like when I do have kids of like, I almost want to do kind of like what I've seen Grant, Cardoon, Grant Cardone do is get a jet and just like almost like homeschool them, but take them around the world. It's like, yo, we're spending a month in, you know, Pakistan, and I want you to interact with these people and see how they how they mm-hmm. are. Africa. Ireland. Why are you smiling at I, Africa? I said Africa. Why are you smiling at <laughs> <Yeah. in> Africa? <laughs> so Ireland, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, Canada, Alaska, all these places. You know what I mean? So I think I, I want to, I, I don't know, I'm going to play around. With, but I also agree with public schools. I agree with like lose to a girl and get made fun of by a whole group of people. Yeah. And like, because I feel like the people that don't get comfortable with the, the uncomfortable at a young age end up hurting other people because they don't know how to respond to rejection. And, mm-hmm. you know, to, to essentially being humiliated, you know what I mean? And if you can't process that, that's where I feel like we end up with these massacres, you know? True. So, dope. Uh, favorite food, other than all food? Um,
0: yeah, I like a lot of food, but probably, um, let me think. Mm, probably like some sort of spaghetti with bread. Yeah? Like
1: pasta? What's your favorite restaurant? Have you had Gibson's Italia? Uh, I have, but I honestly forgot what I got from there. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah, it's a pretty good place. It's, it's nice. Yes. So I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Um, we're going to follow back hopefully in six months to a year. Check your progress, see how you're doing. Where can people find you? Social media. Gamagami on Instagram. Gamagami. So yes. so they don't spell it out like gummy bear? How would you spell it? G-A-M-A-G-A-M-I. Gucci. And uh, is there anything else you want to shout out? Any friends, family, social medias, businesses? Anything you want to shout out? Shout out Zade. Shout out And the team. And, and the crew. The let's go. Thank you, Brandon Gamagavis. We were uh, playing with you. <laughs> Brandon, it was dope having you on here, brother. Excited to continue to work with you, and you've mm-hmm. been a blessing. So yes, sir. let's go. Appreciate you.